Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude. That would be Jonathan. What's going on, guys? And the other dude, he is the number one Disney dude, in fact. He's joining us today. He is also known as our co-host. He is Ryan that would in fact be me what's up dudes <laughs> and some days i don't know who i am but they told me i was a former jungle cruise skipper known as congo carl and i'm here to guide you through well what the hell let's just do the show it's the age carl it's the gauge he's he, he he's finally started to admit he's becoming senile you know it, it, only took it happens long, but it's happening he became a grandfather and he's just finally settling into it we've been trying to tell him for years but now he's there <laughs> So look at this week on the episode, for those of us with experience, regardless of our age, <laughs> Extra. we're going to share with you a little <laughs> bit of uh, things that you should do preparing for your Walt Disney World vacation. And I don't mean necessarily using all the trip planning facilities that your MVP would help you with, or even trip planning in general. I mean, physically mentally and emotionally preparing for your trip, uh, your vacation trip, in this case, Walt Disney World, because it's not the same as it used to be, right? Disney is not only an organized planned event, as we keep telling you through the years, but it's a larger event. There's more going on. And depending on the group that you're traveling with, there's more to physically prepare for and get ready to prepare for, because we have seen countless people while we're on vacation who are ill-prepared and have turned what is supposed to be one of the most magical vacations that they save several years to uh, go and enjoy and, and make these memories with their family. And they just weren't ready. They were overwhelmed. They were ill-prepared. And we can help you with today's show. We can get you ready in advance. And that's what it's all about. It's, it's an advance. What you do before you land at orlando international airport and let me tell you something if you don't do some of this stuff or you don't work with a travel planner and you think you're okay every single person who's there can tell that you didn't do anything you stick out like a sore thumb it's super easy to tell i, I haven't even thought of that ryan it's true right and yeah. now that I, we mention it because we're accustomed to it but you're right other people who prepared know of that family or that group that's just, oh, they don't get it, right? And I and I got to be honest with you, even before becoming an MVP, I didn't pity those people at all. I kind of just looked at those people and were like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> that's Honestly, that's how I looked at it. Like, how did you spend this much money and come down here and not realize what you were getting yourself into? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll say on that line, um, I've got a client who just recently traveled um go figure florida local uh family 
uh, but they haven't done Disney in a long, long time. Um, because again, the older the older kids they've grown up and kind of done their own thing. Um, now they have. Um, my cousin has a uh, a young daughter about the age of my son, um, and just helping them plan and figure out what they're doing. There was a lot of shock um, from my cousin when I started to go through some of the bare basic stuff for them to be prepared for. Um, needless to say, she was quite happy that she was working with me and that I kind of stuck my hand out a little bit um, and said, hey, why aren't you working with me? Because there's a lot of stuff that's changed and a lot of things that aren't the way you think they are. But um, yeah, needless to say, she's quite happy because if not, you could have you could have told that they were those folks that had no clue what was going on. So it worked out in their advantage. So right. it's definitely worth using us. So the focus of today's show is all of those things that you would do and prepare before you even physically get on the plane, right? So that's going to be the contingency for our discussion. Um, because just as Ryan and Jonathan have pointed out, I think we've all been there. Look at the, the category, if you take it in place, you get real young people, little people, uh, children who are not prepared uh, physically or emotionally for what's in, in front of them for four or five days. You get older people who may not be the best prepared uh, because they're remembering Walt Disney World of old when the crowds were light and it was easy to kind of be carefree and go with the flow. And then you get, you know, there's a lot of Americans who aren't in the best shape and they're not physically ready, right? And and so that can be exhausting. We've all been there. We had You go to Disney World, you anticipate, you have a great first day, and then you go back to your hotel um, and, and, you know, sit down by the pool or on your bed with a cold drink. Uh, and you're simultaneously trying to remember all the great things that you did that day. But you're also trying to figure out how am I going to physically get through this tomorrow? <laughs> how am I after this is only day one and I've got days like, oh my goodness. So the answer to that, that we found is to train. And I don't mean train by like hitting the gym and the treadmill, but you do have to train everybody from the physical part of it first. And we'll get into the, the mental and emotional later, but you do have to train your legs. You have to train your shoulders and arms and your feet to physically be prepared to take on Disney. So we want to share a couple of uh, tips associated with that, right? And it's not, like I said, endurance of physical hit the gym training, but you need to work a plan that works for you and be consistent with that. And, you know, so I want to start with just sort of the basics, right? Um, if it's If your kids are half in or half out of the strollers, they're going to want to walk around, right? They're going to want to walk and do things. They're going to want to be in the stroller all, all day. They're going to eventually be tired and be in it, but they're going to want to be part of the activity, especially. And then you've got kids probably that are old, too old and say, oh, I'm not going to be in the stroller, right? They're just old enough not to be in the stroller, just big enough. But also, if unless they're really active with sports and things at home, they might need to, to exercise. So, um, if you were going to map out a multi-week training, I would do something like this, okay? Week one, three days, do an hour a day of physical, just walking, right? And then week two, you kind of go up to four days, 
of doing maybe an hour and a half of walking total could be 30 minute increments or everything, but walk and get out there and, and, and then progress towards, you know, week three, five days of training, two hours, week, week four, five days, an hour and a half. The thing is you need to kind of get the steps, right? So we all have measurements in our steps, right? And you want to get to that 10,000 steps. You want to get to that 15,000 steps where it's not killing you because I know in my last trap, I was like only there five days and I did over 21,000 steps, right? And, you know, I thought I was pretty good because I usually do my, in a general day, I do my 10,000 steps, so I'm good. But all of a sudden you're like 21,000 in the heat of Florida and on a hot pavement. And it's like, holy, and, and having a, a few cocktails, you're like, okay, I wasn't ready for that. That's, that's why I was 21,000 instead of 15,000. <laughs> he took a few extra steps in there. You know, so an average, like, you know, the average I looked at online, the average steps for a person at the Magic Kingdom is 18,256 steps. The average steps for someone at Epcot is 21,133. Hollywood Studios is 19,381. Um, and Disney Springs and your hotel and like hanging out at the pool, you're averaging over 15,000 steps. And then Animal Kingdom is almost 18,000 steps, like 17,964. So these, this was some studies that were done online. And uh, so that's some serious step count, even if you're a 10,000 step a day person, right? So you need to get out there and walk. And I think that's great because you can also, you can walk as a family, you can walk individually, you can walk separately. Just make sure everybody's getting those steps in and measuring it. So they're ready for the excitement of, of having to do that four or five days in a row. Now, yeah. That guy, am I, am I out of my mind or is that no. reason? No, I think, I think you, it makes sense. I know, I know my, my wife and I, we had that idea when we went down for a honeymoon again, this was before the obsession that is Disney and the travel planner and all that fun stuff kind of really took its forefront in my life. But we prepped that way. I mean, we, we, we worked, we worked out, we planned accordingly. Like we, we put our, our bodies in shape for that. Cause we knew what we were going to get ourselves into. Cause we knew we were going to hit Disney hard and fast. And we were going to do a lot of steps. Now I know when we were down there for that, I know we did probably close to half marathons, three quarter marathons at each park every day, just with steps and everything we were doing just because we wanted to maximize the most of it was again, this was two young adults in our prime. I don't think at 35, I could do that again. Um, I mean, I've hung out with you guys. And by the end of the day, I've been dead and limping back to the hotel room. I mean, there's obviously other factors that do that. Carl's <laughs> liver and whatnot, trying to keep up with that. When, but that's When you fall flat on your face four times, it doesn't help, John. <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> I mean... Listen, I was laughing when Carl was like, you know, the first night you're sitting there preparing. That's not what gets me. It's the next morning when I put my swollen ass feet on the ground and I'm like, damn, here we go again, you know. Right. Um, but I agree with you, right? I always try to do that, too. And I, I try to walk when I can anyway. But yeah, there's a difference between doing 10,000 steps in a day, you know, to make sure you get your steps in versus doing 12 straight hours of walking right? That, that's the big difference. So, um, you know, you got to prepare for that. And 
even if you're even if you don't want to walk that much even if you don't want to be that physical right throughout the day you have to at least know you know that you're going to miss some things and maybe that's a we can get into more mental preparation later but maybe that's part of your mental preparation going in it's like hey i'm not somebody who can walk that much so mentally i'm going to tell myself it's okay if i don't see everything you know as a result that's okay right. too right yeah. that's it's important because all these aspects are tied together right yeah. and and you bring up a great point uh, ryan i think also you need to train accordingly i i go to the parks light i don't bring a lot of stuff with me uh you know my phone i get the magic band on and and cash and credit cards that i'll leave all across the park uh, but... <laughs> just the credit cards not the cash if you drop the cash i'm sorry i wasn't walking behind you i'll spend the cash so i get lighter as i go through the day but um but you need to train accordingly so if you're like jonathan who carries a backpack with a gazillion things and gadgets in it because he's filming and recording and and um you know and, and yeah doing all kinds of things with he's, you know, his backpack is like Mary Poppins bag. You never know what's going to come out of it. Right. So um, hey, if you're, be, if be, you're do, training, honest, like too, it's gotten, it's gotten a lot lighter over the years hanging with you guys. Cause I've realized a lot of the crap I don't really need or look back and like, why did I bring this? Right. Why, why did I bother? But if you're going to train like that, if, you, if that's your gig, when you're out walking and training, have a backpack on with that weight, because that's part of it. If you're like Ryan, who's pushing kids around in a stroller, when you're doing that walking, walk with a stroller and understand what that's like and and navigate it so you're not cutting people off at the knees, right? It's practice. No, no, no. That's the fun part of walking with the stroller. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, it's funny you say that because I recently was at Universal, actually, and I had been in Orlando for a trade show. Um, so I packed a bag, John style, of extra clothes so once the trade show was over, I could duck into Universal for a little bit. Uh, and it was my first time ever walking around one of those theme parks with a backpack on my back. And it absolutely made a difference. Uh, like it, I sweat in places I didn't realize I could sweat, you know, like it was it was different. So um, you're right. You know, be prepared for that kind of stuff, at least at least mentally, if you can't do it physically. Right. Although I do want to see people walking around their neighborhoods and their matching Mickey shirts with backpacks on and when somebody's like what are you doing they're like we're prepping for disney like that would be that would be awesome that would be our um, promo logo this week yeah oh no i already have a promo logo for you worked out that uh you already reminded me of so don't don't you worry about that You'll oh okay uh-oh all right so oh, oh, um, i can't i can't wait to get the artwork it's gonna be great at the end of the show here <laughs> it's gonna be great oh. So we're talking about walking and everything. I think another thing that you do way before you go on that trip is your footwear, right? You need to have some thoughts and planning around that, right? When you're training, you want to plan on wearing what you're going to be wearing. Um, but look, it, 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 let's face it, you're not going to go down there in flip-flops, right, for lots of training. At least I'm not. I mean, I guess some people might. But, um, you know, I... You, you need to think about what that footwear is for their various days and you need to break them in. Disney world is not the place to break in that brand new pair of cool sneakers. You got right. You need to get comfortable and in them, especially kids, right? Which the shoe size fit is so important. You never know if it's too tight or too loose. Um, 
you need to figure that out and get ready and get comfortable and understand if there's any problems with that footwear and adjust it accordingly before you leave, right? Yeah, we're just we're reminding folks of all of these things that we talked about in the first five episodes of Dudes Dish Disney that sounded terrible. So everybody <laughs> skipped them, right? But we did we talked about some of this stuff before, right? Is is these things are super important uh when prepping, you know, because it is, yeah, it's a hack or a trick or a tip or whatever, but it's also part of, of prepping to go to Disney. You don't you don't want to be one of those people that's sitting on the side i've told the story on the show a bunch about a friend of mine who came with me ignored my advice and he couldn't do anything because he had blisters all over his feet because he wore heavy socks and big unbroken in shoes and you know i i left him in the dust i'm not gonna lie you know i was like dude no 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 offense but i warned you i'm out of here i'm going to do other stuff you know so uh you don't want to be that person on a park bench in the middle of the park by yourself because you didn't you ignored this advice but yeah. yeah, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of approaches to uh, what the proper footwear is um, and, and in breaking that in, but that's important, right? Because you know blisters can ruin ruin a trip. You you forget about the heat in Florida that that leads to challenges within the footwear, uh, and if you're just not used to uh, that much walking, um, you should never be breaking in that new pair of shoes. So that goes along with with the uh, getting in physical shape is what you're going to wear to do, do that. Just like you said, Ryan, it's the Mickey shirt. You know, if, if you're practicing in January, you probably won't want that Mickey t-shirt uh, in January in Chicago, but it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a different experience when it's in Florida in February. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, be prepared for all of those physical challenges. One that we may not have talked about before. I'm going to throw it out here. We'll see if the guys want to edit this one out because it's kind of nasty, right? But uh, bring like gold bond if you're a dude who sweats and rubs in certain areas, right? Like the last thing you want is chafing in an uncomfortable area when you have to walk 18,000 steps a day. So, you know, uh, I'm fortunate that I don't have to deal with that, but I do have friends that do. And I always tell them like, hey, man, like, just be prepared. If you're a sweaty mess, when you do a lot of walking, have that stuff with you, because that's a, that's one I don't know that we've ever touched on before, but uh, it's important for sure. Yeah, I, I, I will honestly say uh, the gold bond is key. Um that's one that I learned the hard way one trip and it's become an essential uh, every morning. You got to put the gold bond on and it makes a world of a difference and it prevents a world of a hurts. The other things that you, you know, in addition to the physical things that you can do prepare, you can prepare mentally. And there's been several uh, books written on preparing children for the overstimulation of the park. And again, you have to know your audience. You have to know the kids and the age and everything and get ready, right? I could write a book about it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're that uh, affluent at it, uh, Ryan. What's the number one thing that jumps in your mind in preparing your kids? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, it's not necessarily preparing the kids. It's my own mental health. I don't tell my kids too early, right? <laughs> if we're going in April, I don't tell them until like February at the earliest because if you tell them in December, that's four months of when is Disney? 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 And then all of a sudden you don't have a kid anymore and you're in jail. Right. So, so, uh, you know, that, 
that for me is the first thing is, is, you know, you know, your kids, right. Truthfully, my kids, my kids are pretty decent with it now, but like, if your kids are those types of kids, don't tell them too early. Um, the other thing I'll tell you too, is prep them for expectations with souvenirs. We have a longstanding rule with our kids. Whenever we travel one souvenir per trip, that's it. So you make your decision. Once you make your decision, that's your souvenir for the trip. And then when we're there and they're like, oh, I want that. I'm like, was that your one souvenir? And they're like, no, I don't like it that much. Right. So they say, dad, we get what we get and we don't get upset. Yeah. So my, my son actually says that all the time, right? Because his teacher, thank God in second grade taught him to that. Uh, so, um, but you know, my kids are pretty good with that too. I mean, even at home with stores and stuff, they do pretty good, but I do know that it certainly helps set that expectation, you know, and then, you know, you can reward them with another one if you feel like it. Right. But make them earn it. Look, and part of that, that mental planning is the strain, I think, as, as parents sometimes feel of the budget, right? So, you know, and we can help with your planning on that. You can do all things like add a dining plan and pre-plan and have it all prepaid and paid over the course of the year you're planning. Because let's face, when you're planning, you're going to plan probably a year to six months out, right, with us. And that's ample time to figure out a budget on what you're doing. And, and do that. And, you know, one of those pre-planning things, when you do start to advertise that you're going to Disney and uh, family members want to know what to do for you for, for Christmas or birthdays or celebrations, uh, Disney gift cards are great because you can apply them while you're there. You can give them to your kids if they're a little older to use at their discretion. Um, so that planning uh, I think the emotional thing comes into the stress of of, of how much is this going to cost, right? And so, you know, the, that's a great, I think, tip that we can offer people is plan your budget as well as you would plan everything else ahead of time. Uh, be prepared to understand where you're going to, how you're going to pay for it. Are you going to prepay it? Which cards are you going to use? Which cards are you not going to use? You know, so that you don't go crazy and get overwhelmed. Disney is wonderful at tapping into your emotions while you're there, getting you to buy additional add-ons, right, on the fly. Work with us to get all the necessities up front and designed and paid for so that you're not enticed by these things afterwards that maybe your MVP could have either gotten you a better deal on or advised you differently, right? And along that lines, I would say... Um, and we're talking about the spending and souvenirs is you can advance and advance training, go online to Disney at the at shop Disney and find souvenirs, items, clothing for the kids that are on sale or being discontinued and get them at a fraction of the price and pack them and be at a discount. You can go to an authorized Disney uh, label at some generic store and buy oh, your t-shirts and everything. Kohl's. Everybody has a Kohl's, right? Kohl's has two for $10 graphic tees with Disney stuff on them, Star Wars stuff on them, Marvel stuff on them. If you're going to Universal Jurassic Park stuff on them, right? Kohl's has that stuff. Target has that stuff, right? You can do that. I don't care where you live in the country. Chances are you got a Kohl's and or a Target. You can do that stuff before you even go. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, look at I coach a lot better, like significantly better. I mean, 
I'm one that's notorious for buying a couple t-shirts every time I go to Disney. And now I'm looking at it because again, we're going ourselves for the first time with our son in a couple months here. I'm I'm reassessing how I'm doing that because I'm like, I can't afford to buy him a couple of shirts, me a couple of shirts, get let my wife get a couple things. I'm like, there goes the budget. You're uh, dead. You're dead. Yeah. Yep. All right. Here's the thing though, right? Is I will forewarn people, prep for that, do that, but understand that there are still items that are called Disney Parks collection items that you cannot buy anywhere but the parks, right? So there still is going to be a temptation there. There are two things that get me every single time, which is golf shirts, golf polos. You cannot find those anywhere but the the pro shop or World of Disney, right? And I always get suckered into those. Uh, and, and but you look awesome. good, Ryan. You really look good in them. They're 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 great. They're great golf shirts, though. They're dry fit. They're you yeah. know good golf shirts, right? Yeah. Um, that's one. And the other one is my sweatpants. I always have to get my Disney sweatpants, and they're always much better quality there too. So it's worth it. But now, conversely, yeah. so I had a, a, a some clients who were really concerned about that. They'd heard stories of other people doing that. And we did enough planning about what it was and what they needed to do with the kids, even right down to toys that they were going to have. And, you know, and between that and getting gift cards and everything, they were so in advance uh, ready that they were able to upgrade their vacation from a value resort to a moderate resort for the weekend. It was only a short stay they were staying, but they had saved so much money. They said, you know what? I can spend an extra 350 bucks now to stay in a nicer hotel, nicer property. And it isn't that more important on the vacation than having, you know, having a, a trinket, you know, or a, a, an extra t-shirt. So again, thinking about all this beforehand puts you in a great position to, to maximize all the fun and benefits of, of doing a vacation. And, and we can help you figure that out. Um, there's also people have designed all these kinds of checklists, right? Um, and we'll work with you on that. I don't want this show to be about that because we're going to be helping you six months to a year or 60 days or 30 days and all of those things. But again, you have to do those things, uh, prepared. And as far as the kids, one thing I think I've shared before is preparing your, if you got real little kids, what's an experience going to be like with the characters? Because you have this thing in your mind that your kid is going to get in line to go see a character and be enamored and want to hug Mickey Mouse. And maybe it's your two-year-old and they look up and say, what the hell is that giant rat doing? You know, scaring the out of me, right? So so you have to mentally prepare them for what that's like and uh, the size and scope and what that's like. So there used to be a, a, a VHS video and it's not converted to DVD, but you can get it online. You can stream it. And it's it's called uh, Disneyland Fun and Singalongs. And it's a bunch of kids singing Disney songs and characters singing Disney songs throughout Disneyland Park. So there's two things going. They get a scope and size of the characters. They see the characters having fun with young kids their age, so they're not intimidated by them. They they know that they're they're having fun, and they're actually going on the attractions to make the attractions less intimidating. And it's not a POV; it's just brief clips of the attraction, but it it lessens the anxiety of the haunted mansion. It takes away 
the scariness of I'm going to go up this big roller coaster in Thunder Mountain if I'm 40 inches tall and can do it, right? It takes away some of the, uh, you know, macabre scenes of pirates, you know? So it prepares them for what they're going to see. They see other kids their age doing it and they know they survive it and they come out okay. Uh, and it really, it does a good job. My kids used to, their first trip in Disney would watch that, you know, every other day for the first, the three months leading up to their trip. Got them excited, got them hyped up, but it also prepared them. And much to our uh, delight, when they met all of these characters, every time they stood in line to meet for a character and it was their turn, they both ran and gave them big hugs and it made for great camera shots and it was wonderful. And no one was afraid of any of the characters. Do not introduce your kids to the Mickey and Minnie Mouse on the Las Vegas Boulevard strip first. <laughs> those characters are coked out underneath those masks and they will scare the crap out of your kids. Um, but, you know, you actually hit on something in there, Carl, that I wanted to weave back in, in terms of the kids, which is preparing mentally and emotionally measure your children's height before you go on the trip, right? Understand what rides your kids can or cannot do. If you wait until you're at the park and they walk up to measure themselves after being excited to want to do slinky dog dash and they can't do it because they're not tall enough that's going to ruin their day. If they know going in advance, I'm not tall enough to do Slinky Dog Dash, they're going to be disappointed, but it's not going to ruin their day, right? So two tips on measuring your kids. Do it once six months in advance, right? Depending on how old your kids are. Do it once six months in advance when you're starting the planning process. Do it again a week before because kids will grow in that six-month time frame. Um, so that's an emotional thing that I would definitely recommend. There's other some logistic things right now as we're getting closer, we've talked about, you know, you know, four or five, six weeks out now one week, two weeks out as you're getting a little closer that that two weeks out, there's some things that you need to do and prepare. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that you can do in advance and plan is if you're going to use any kind of uh, delivery service to your hotels, groceries, amenities, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, liquor. You can plan and schedule those purchases uh, and delivery times to your hotel room or your villa, wherever you're staying, right? And you can literally get those online in advance and think about those so you don't forget them, right? So you get the extra inexpensive, you know, bottles of water ready at your side to drink around there. Um, so that's one of the things that you could do. You know, another obvious one is around two weeks out, you can look at the weather uh, channel forecast and adjust your packing and wardrobe accordingly to where the weather is. Do I need to take those $1 ponchos with me or do I need to, uh, it looks pretty good. I'm going to make a recommendation on that. Don't judge rain on that because rain in Florida can happen in a snap <laughs> of a finger. Do judge temperature though, because you'll get a good idea. I mean, it can change. You can, it can say 60 and it can be 80. Don't get me wrong but you're more likely to be in the right range of temperature if you look at it at a 10-day forecast. What you are some of the other things that the you would do? AccuWeather forecast too when planning your trip, right? If, if temperature is super important to you, AccuWeather has forecasts that gives you the, ad, the average temperatures all year round. So that's another thing that you can definitely do to prep, you know, 90 days, 120 days in advance if you really want to. Extensive preparation and planning while you're getting there. What are some of the other things you would plan or train for 
John, as you're getting a little bit closer to the uh, the big day? So the biggest thing, again, this is more of a tech thing here, is really, really start to understand the My Disney Experience app. Really understand what is in the app, where things are, how the basically the workflow, how the, everything in the app works. Um, by understanding that, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Because um, again, there's going to be times where the app's going to glitch, things are going to not work, there's going to be broken broken code, whatever it may be. Understanding what to do in those cases and how to kind of correct and fix that stuff, that's going to make a world of a difference. And again, as travel planners here, we can help guide and we can give you those tips and tricks, the things to watch out for, things to understand, all that fun stuff that's going to make that part of the trip very easy, very, very, very relaxed in knowing all that. It's going to make a world of a difference and you're not going to stress about it. Yeah. And look, if you're going to down, you're going to download that and get familiar with it. I agree. You have to practice with it. We can help you tips as far as you know, practicing in advance to, to how to get uh, attractions on the fly, lightning lanes, et cetera. We can help coach you through that. We have some cheat sheets we can share with you. But uh, general in that is get all those apps on everyone's phones and get them familiar with it and how to use them uh, in your environment and connect it to Wi-Fi uh, and understand that. L adjust your phone uh, if you make sure you have an unlimited data, uh, because if you're going to fail over to, to 5G, you don't want to rack up your data charges, right? There's plenty of Wi-Fi in the parks and your hotels, but make sure if your kids got the phones that their setting is right. So they're using the Wi-Fi and they're not racking up uh, extraneous charges on your, on your cell phone bill um, and getting all that technical stuff ready. And that includes like, you know, all the other apps, if you have an airline app, if you have anything else, get all those apps lined up and ready and practiced and people familiar with it. I, I know it's important always to have the airline app and the logins on multiple phones because if someone's phone dies and you need that phone to check in to the airline, you need, you need those apps, you know, cross-populated on multiple devices. So um, yeah, you, you can't have enough planning for that it's like you know all your portable uh charges and, and uh and rods that you're going to take with you make sure they're all well charged in advance because you never know when you're going to need a b or c is for backup any other planning and training that people can get in advance of uh leaving home uh yeah i have one more which is um prepping your eating Prepping your eating in advance. And when I say prepping your eating, I don't necessarily mean like your reservations. What I mean is like if you're going during a festival, for instance, looking at the festival cart, looking at the festival map and understanding where the different foods are that you want to try. Um, if you're a if you're a, somebody like us who goes multiple times, especially, right? I make a list every time I go to Disney of all the different places I have tried and have not tried. I have a running list of that and I mark off places that I want to go and I prioritize where I want to go. So if I'm doing the food and wine festival, for instance, I prioritize, hey, maybe I want to go to this booth to make sure I try something from this booth this year. Or if I'm going to Magic Kingdom and I've never eaten at 
I think I have eaten at everything in Magic Kingdom at this point. But if I'm if I've never been to Crystal Palace, which everybody here knows is a lie, right? But if that happens, then then uh, you know I prioritize that as a reservation or looking for that. So that's the other thing I would do is just overall, and it doesn't even need to be food rides too. Prioritize what's important to you, right? Think of like worst case scenario that you know Genie Plus goes down for the day and you weren't planning on staying in lines as much and now it's towards the end of the day. Did you prioritize which ones you wanted to do to make sure that you didn't miss something? Um, Test track is notorious for going down in the afternoon, right? So prioritize test track early in the morning. We can help plan that stuff for you, but like that's something you should certainly be thinking about as you're traveling and getting ready to go to Disney. And since Ryan had talked about training for eating, I'm going to talk about training for drinking. And you may get a chuckle out of it, but I seriously mean, don't think you're going to go down and do drinking around the world if you haven't, if you've given up drinking for two months prior to your vacation to lose weight, right? You, you can't really do that, right? So know those expectations, know those limitations. If you're going to drink around the world, have a few cocktails before you leave on vacation so you're accustomed to it. This is the and most alcoholic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and, and be prepared. If you're going to take on that challenge, don't go in ill-prepared. And that means thinking about it, pacing yourself. If that means sharing a drink with your significant other, so you're having half a drink in every country, so you can still say you tasted a drink in every country, but you've only had four and a half drinks versus nine, then do it. There's no, there's no right or wrong way to do that, uh, <laughs> to experience it and have fun. But, uh, but don't, you know, don't be off the wagon for two weeks and then hit Disney because if you haven't prepared to eat and drink properly, you're going to be one mess when it comes to drinking around the world. You know, some people just have it in their blood, though, Carl, because I can honestly tell you, you've drank around the world with me a few times. I do okay. I don't normally drink. I don't normally drink anymore. I think I'm still I still have a tolerance from college, maybe. I don't know. But but, you know, it is true. No, it goes back to know yourself, right? Know what you can handle. And if if you're planning on drinking around the world and you know you're a lightweight, do some prep <laughs> do some prep because you won't make it past four countries before you're passed out on living with the land right John? So on that on that same note i mean you guys know me i don't drink i mean you you guys have seen me you guys have seen me handle my liquor for the most part i mean i i guess it's genetic for me but i mean that's not everybody so there you go you know there's so much to train for to enjoy your trip a little bit of training, a little bit of planning will help make your next vacation at Walt Disney World all the more magical. So take our advice. Train. You'll be glad you did. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. 
more than just a travel agency. Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, cruise and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.